Uh, welcome back to Duke Stoops episode 45. Blaine is very intoxicated. Blaine this week is doing drunk history on the world of Lord of the Rings. Be a little bit more enthusiastic. <laughs> no, seriously, like, do it again. <laughs> Blaine is going to sit here for 45 minutes and ramble about Lord of the Rings. Be like, like, Lord of the Rings! Lord of the Rings! <laughs> yeah! Yeah, uh, what's your drink of choice tonight? <laughs> so, so we got water. No, no, tell what was your what was your special drink? So I had Coke and bourbon, and then I also had wine in a separate glass. And I was trying to refill my wine, but I poured my wine into my Coke and bourbon. I already drank it because it was so good. All right, this is about to be our worst episode or best episode. Let's start. I just want to start with like what we consumed. So we're going to be talking about Lord of the Rings today, and I just kind of want to talk about the the lore here. Um, but before we get into it, we're going to talk about what we've been consuming. So we we did this because The Lord of the Rings Return of the King came out for its 20th anniversary in theaters. So we all saw the extended edition of Lord of the Rings 3 in theaters, and we also watched Lord of the Rings 1 and 2 extended edition. I had, I also watched the uh, original versions of the movies Theatrical. and then watched the uh, extended. I consumed a shit ton of Lord of the Rings. So mm-hmm. I read or I listened to the audible of... The Lord of the Ring books, because I had never listened to them before or heard them. I also had re-listened to The Hobbit, because I had read The Hobbit in the past. And then I started playing Shadow Mordor, which is fantastic, which you've played. It's a video game set between The Hobbit movies and The Lord of the Rings movies. And then I also started the similar... The Cimmerillion? Cimmerillion. He can't say that when he's sober. I can't say it when I'm sober. So every time we reference that book, he will say it for me. And then uh, I was listening to YouTube audio book or audiobooks and then Spotify. So I was just consuming a shit ton of Lord of the Rings. So before all this, before the podcast, before we were doing anything and trying to do this week, I had only seen the movies. And I wasn't really into the Lord of the Rings lore. I, I just wasn't. Did you have any particular impressions about the movies? They were cool, but they were kind of like just too much going on, too much detail, and I, I wasn't really into them. They're for nerds. No, they were for people that Wanted a lot of detail. So you're not a detail guy. No, I'm a dumb guy. I like little I like little things that are really dumb. That's <laughs> that what checks you out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what I like. So I I evolved. You know? I, <laughs> no. I, I've never needed to evolve. I evolved and I was like, damn. <laughs> We're back. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> so what did so you, you weren't initially impressed with that? We're back now. You weren't initially impressed with the movies. Well, I, I enjoyed them. They were cool. They were epic. They had they had action. I didn't really. I wasn't really into the world. I knew there was so much to it, so I was exhausted by like never wanting to get into it because of that fact. Should taking a nap. I was gonna because it was a lot. Anyways, I was like, I want to do this episode. I don't really know why. I just really wanted to do a drunk episode. I think we and I was found like, out why. <laughs> and I was like, Lord of the Rings has a lot to it. So let's do it on Lord of the Rings. So I started listening to the books, rewatching the movies. And by the time I got through the second book and the second movie, I was hooked. I think the reason why I was so turned off by it at first was because there was so much. And Tolkien likes to describe everything. So it's a lot. It's very exhausting. But once you get into it and you start understanding a lot of it, 
um, it's not too much because you, you you're now like into it and you know what's going on. Have you have you read the books? I the only one I've read is The Hobbit, and I enjoyed it, but I wasn't thrilled by it. There were there were aspects that I was not in love with. So there's a reason why the Hobbit books are given to um, people in middle school. And then the Lord of the Rings books are given to people in high school. The reading level and the the intent, the how much detail changed between the books. He clearly went from the Hobbit telling you just a story from A to Z to building a world for the story. He told you a story before in the Hobbit, and he didn't probably have that much of the world built yet. But you can clearly tell when he told the Lord of the Rings, he's telling a story based off of a history. Of thousands of years. And that's what we're going to be talking about today. We're going to be talking about the second age. The age before um, when Frodo comes in. Frodo, it takes place in the third age. So I'll be trying to reference Frodo and Bilbo because I feel like most of us know who they are. They're the Skywalkers of Lord of the Rings. Yes. And they're the Hobbits. Everyone loves Hobbits. Everyone right? loves Hobbits because they're lazy. Who's, and who's... everybody secretly wants to be lazy like a Hobbit. They got pretty good lives. I'm not going to lie. I would yeah, love, I would live to love to live in a hole. This is a bad idea. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, sorry, I thought of it. So uh, my shirt just went to dry, so fucking wet. Um, I just choked on. <laughs> oh no! I I was choking on coke <laughs> and bourbon. All right, I'm back. So I'm going to be jumping into the second age, which is what the Amazon show tried to do. The Rings of Power. Which failed. Ugh! It makes me so angry because they so failed. Anyways, we'll get into that. Second age. You ready? I've, I've, I've been ready for about 15 <laughs> minutes. <laughs> I'm just curious. How much Lord of the Rings do you know before the third age, before Frodo? Do you know mm, anything? Nothing. I know there were a couple trees that made the world. Uh, and there's some gods, and Sauron was around, and he was hanging out with the elves. Okay. Um, well, yeah, but also but he that's... was working for Morgoth. Yeah, but that that that's generic stuff. Yeah, I know that. Yeah. Okay. So. so oh, okay. Okay. Just just some. But it's not broad. Nothing. Just some broad stuff, I know right? More than you. Lord of the Rings okay. takes place in Middle Earth, right? Yeah. So do you know the name of the world? No. Because Middle Earth is a continent. The world is Arda, and Arda is Middle Earth is literally in the middle of it. Because well, hey, Middle back, Earth, back up. crazy stuff, right? Yeah. Why have we never heard them say Arda in the movies? Because Tolkien created a world for you to learn to to have the story of the Lord of the Rings. He didn't create the world for you to explore the world. Yeah, stop being. Then selfish. why did he write the Cimmerillion? He didn't. His son wrote it. Oh. His son put all well, of his what pieces about the together. Appendixes? I, I don't. I, that's a good question. Well, the Lord of the gotcha. Rings. Well, the Lord of the Rings weren't published under Tolkien, though they were published by his son. I thought you said that. I thought he only published The Hobbit. He only published The Hobbit and the Lord of the Rings trilogy. Oh, okay, okay. He His son published everything else. So he put all of his works together. So Tolkien's purpose, his whole reason for building this world was to give you the story of the Lord of the Rings. That's why Arda and a lot of this other lands weren't very... They were mentioned, but you didn't know a lot. So basically we have a Middle Earth in the middle... And then you have a land to the the left, if you're looking at the map. America. Uh, Valar, which is where the elves live. And that's their, their immortal land, right? I thought that was just a metaphor for heaven, that they were going to heaven. No, so, so I, I always thought it was another, like, dimension. Because, no, so, like, they, they act like Frodo can never come back. But he can just right. sail back. 
They're yes, going to sink all the ships. But here's the thing. It is no, like a heaven. Can... Nope. No more Because boats. elves are immortal. So their heaven is on earth. And that's why they keep men out. Because men's death, is they do have a heaven. They do have an afterlife. Elves do not. Their afterlife is on earth. And that is Valar. That's why they protect it. They were given the immortality and the gift from the gods in Valar. So That, you that have... clears that up for me a lot. Thank you. Yeah. So you have... Uh, I learned. I actually learned something. Middle Earth, Valar on the left. Below is the Southlands. I think it's like the Darklands or something. I can't remember the name, but it's the Southlands. So that's where the elephants and stuff come from. That's our world. Just setting that up. Arda and the continents. I just wanted to give you some reference to where these people are coming from and shit. So that's what we have. And here's the cool thing. So you're going to have to search for the right map because oh. during the ages... The ages are so long. So this is the next thing I want to talk about is what ages we have. I think there's eight ages, and I'm not going to go through each one. So we have like four or five ages of the beginning of time, and then we get into the first age, second age, and third age. Third age is where Frodo Baggins comes in. The third age ends with Frodo Baggins dropping the ring. So he's at the end of the third age, which is about year 3020. So there's about 3000 years before Frodo. The whole Lord of the Rings trilogy takes place in a year. The second age is another 3000, I think six, uh, 500 years. And then the first age is about 500 years. So we're talking about a good like 7,000 years between the first age and the third age. Their continents move very fast compared to Earth's. Yes, they do. But they're not due to natural shit. Well, I was going to say, they also have magic. They're due to, yeah, like some insane wars. Right. People keep blowing up the world. Yeah. So we got all the contents. We got all that shit. We got all the timelines. So the, there's a lot of there's a lot of time going on. So with the maps, and we're going to just jump into the second age here. The second age ends with the, the war against Morgoth. So do we know who Morgoth is? Oh, that's uh, Sauron's boss. Yes. The manager? The manager. Ah, real quick, we have a god, in quotations. I he doesn't really explain this person as much. You but can say my name. He's the person that made the children, and the children are the 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 the, the, the little G gods, I guess, like angels mm. that help build the world. Well, there's so like in Greek mythology, you've got tiers of gods. There's right? demigods. Right. You've got well, you got the Titans, which was like their parents. Before them, you've got like Gaia. So is there, it like that? There are tiers, but I would go more towards the Bible. You have God, and then you you really have him separated as the most powerful. Mm -hmm. And then you have the angels. Mm -hmm. But this is where it differs. You can't go directly with the Bible because it goes God and then the angels. And then you the first thing that they started doing when they started creating, based off God's vision, was the spirits and the land. So you have the demigods, the angels... Um, and then the spirits. And they were the first beings that helped form the world of Arda. And Morgoth is one of those demigods. Okay? So he's he's very powerful. He turned from... He saw all this power and he wanted it for himself. He saw the happiness that these other gods were creating with the, the elves. And um, basically, uh, he was jealous and he, he, he was just the bad guy. He was the fallen angel. Aww. And he... he took one of the spirits and was able to get him on his side. And one of the spirits was Sauron. Second age ends with the, the war against Morgoth and they banish Morgoth. Sauron is then flees to lick his wounds or whatever. And the men that help fight against Morgoth are the, Ed Ed the Eden. God, I can't, I can't remember. Uh, I'm awful with words. 
Anyways, there was a couple group, a family tree of men that helped with that war. And they were rewarded for that war. They were the ones that were given the long life. This is where Aragorn is from. This is why he can live very long. The gift that they give them is long life, not mortal life. So they live until their 200s. Yeah, okay. they live like three times as long. Yeah, because he's 80 in the movies, but he's what, 40, looks like a 40-year-old guy. Yes. They also got Numenor. Now we've heard of, Numenor is very um, mentioned a lot in the books, but not so much in the movies. The lot, the king, kingly line, the bloodline of Numenor is where Aragorn is from. This is why whenever, um, I forget his name, but the guy that was currently ruling, Gon- ruling Gondor. Denethor. He's not the true king because he's not from that bloodline. He's the steward, right? When they when they show uh, go- the throne room, the Gon- Gondorian throne room in the movies, he's he, on like a smaller chair. He's not on he's the not throne. He's not on the big throne. Because he's not from the true bloodline. Right. He's not the king. He's just there in place of the king because the king is missing. Right. So we have given the <laughs> we've given the humans... <laughs> We've given the humans Numenor. Okay? You're welcome. And then the elves that helped fight, fight in that war, too, that were in Middle-earth at the time, that wanted to stay in Middle-earth, um, they lived in a different... It was kind of like a another continent, but it was connected to Middle-earth, called Belenor, I believe. And during that war, Morgoth, like, sunk it. I think it was Morgoth. But anyways, that whole continent just freaking vanishes. So the elves from that land um, at the beginning of the Second Age are living in Lindor. I believe they create some of the the cities like Rivendell and Lindor and some of the big cities that were in the uh, Amazon show and then also the Lord of the Rings. So those cities that we see of the elves were created from the elves from that land. So the elves are building these new lands um, after... Uh, they didn't want to go back to Valinor. They like the Middle Earth, whatever. So they're staying. Um, Numenor is an island off, like, here's Middle Earth. I see here's it. Here's Numenor. There it is right there. Now, in the Second Age, we start jumping like 500, 600 years between main events. So about 500 years, uh, Numenor has become an insane, like, powerhouse. They're They're probably the most powerful civilization at this time. And at in about year 500, they start traveling back to Middle Earth. They start making connections and... Uh, Who was in Middle Earth then? So Middle Earth is the normal humans. The normies. The normal humans, right? So they're they're us. They're the people that live until 90 well, or more like 50 at that time period, right? Look, you can you can identify with that. I will, I will not. <laughs> you can do whatever. I, I'm going to live to be 300. <laughs> 300? You're like Aragorn. I would have been made of plastic. And now we're going to keep moving. We're jumping a lot of years. I, I can't really give you specific dates. I could if I looked at my paper. Anyways, so, uh, <laughs> Sauron is rising at this point and starting to grow his army in Mordor. He's starting to build that um, shit over there. So he's doing that. And then we keep going through the ages. The elves are doing their own shit. And then I believe like halfway through the second age... About a thousand, uh, Saruman goes over to the elves, and he's disguised as another elf, um, and this is where he starts talking to Celebrimbor. That's the smithy guy. He's the guy that makes the rings. So this is kind of goes against everything that Amazon did. He goes to the elves first and starts building the rings first before we ever see Numenor with Sauron. Sauron does, doesn't go to Numenor until later. And maybe he does. I don't know. I'm just reading basic outlines. Don't hold me to this. But definitely not what Amazon's doing. Thank you. 
We're uh, holding blame. <laughs> I know. I got it. No, I was telling the audio listeners. Okay, if I'm drunk and I got it, I think they got it. <laughs> no, because they're not there. They don't see anything. They're also not being touched. Watch the video. Don't be touched. Watch Watch the end of the video. God, you're going to make me do it you again. You can't say, say that it. while he's taking a sip. <laughs> you're going to make him do it, it again. Sorry, sorry. Look, sorry. At this, look at this man's shirt. <laughs> It's so bad. It's pretty rough. It's pretty rough. Don't look at my shirt if you're watching this video. Okay, so Sauron is with the elves now, and he's with them, I believe, for a little over 100 years. So the show definitely doesn't do that shit. He's with them for a long time, and he's actually like, like getting to know them, manipulating them, being with the smith, and trying to learn how to create these rings because he doesn't know how to be like, oh, create these rings. He's got to learn. So they're learning together. With How do you know? Did he just go, I bet there's some dark magic I could put in a ring. Or I think, did he read about magic? Well, I think what's going on right now is the elves are trying to gain power of the the, the men in this time period. Oh, boo. Um, and they're trying to, like like any ambitious empire at that time, in, in like that time period. Yeah, boo. They're trying to get, be strong. Yeah, boo. So that's what the elves are doing. They're looking for power. And I think that's what Sauron was coming in to do was to be like, here's power. But he's manipulating them to be like... To make it for him. My pal. They're creating the rings. And they eventually, after 100 years, create these rings. And what the rings are, at this point, are just the rings for the dwarves and the the, el- the men um, that eventually come to be. At this point, they're just the rings. Um, Why would the elves make a ring for the dwarves? So they're not. At this point, like I said, they're just the rings. So why is there a ring for the dwarves? Like I said, they're just the rings. They're not for anybody yet. Oh, so you're just saying they'll Sauron, eventually go to the dwarves. Eventually they do. Okay. Sauron steals them and betrays the elves. That ain't cool. That ain't cool, bro. Mm. He takes them, but here's the thing. He doesn't know this. The elves create their own three rings based off the knowledge that he, they helped learn with Sauron. That's what happens And these are the three elven rings. That's, That's like a- the opening scene in the first lo- in Fellowship of the Ring. They kind of... they. Glance over a lot, but it's just yes. like, he made these rings? Yes. I mean, and what, what, are, you su- and what are you supposed to do, though? <laughs> I'm sorry. I mean, he, it worked. Most but, people will go, okay. But here's yeah, the shitty the thing. The Rings of Power shows this scene where they forge the rings, but for some reason, they only show the forging of the three rings that the elves, and the elves forged after Sauron, but Sauron's still there in the show. What the? What? what? So they, they forge the three rings. What, what? That's all they forge. And those are the three rings that they are supposed to forge. <laughs> How do they do that? They're supposed to forge after Sauron leaves and takes the rings. How? <laughs> Let me drink while you guys laugh. Great. It's like a bigger sound check. Holy shit, that's like straight bourbon. Yeah, I just poured that. <laughs> really? Is that yours? No, I poured it for you. Whoa. It was sitting there, your drink was empty, I poured it. I was like, damn. Alright, speed run this speed run this thing, Blame. We're like, no, we're good. Okay. This can we be a good. this can be a two hour. I, I no, it won't. <laughs> so Amazon messed it up, man. They they messed it up. Anyway, so back to the real story. Um, Sauron takes the rings, and he, he he keeps them for himself for this at this point. He doesn't give them to the dwarves yet. He doesn't give them to the humans yet. He doesn't know about the three rings that the elves have made. And he starts 
the war. This war is unknown. <laughs> this is not the war that starts the Lord of the Rings trilogy. I'm imagining it's just Europe in the 1940s, and Hitler's just like, I, I stopped the war. <laughs> it's, I just I just stopped the war. Good. All right, so Sauron goes in, and he's destroying everyone in Middle-earth, okay? He's destroying the elves. He's crushing them with the orcs and the things he created. Numenor is called on for help because we've already made this trade routes in the year 500 or whatever. We go to Numenor like, dude, we're getting effed. Numenor's like, Sauron, you're a little little girl. We're going to destroy you. They come over and they just wipe the floor with him in this war. He also didn't know about the three rings of the elves, so that's why the elves were able to hang on. Sauron is pushed back, destroyed in this war. This is the war that's not really mentioned in the rings of power. Um, this is in the middle of the Second Age and not the war that we see where he's defeated at the end, at the beginning of the Lord of the Rings. Um, that war ends the Second Age. But this war is in the middle. <laughs> I know. I thought we were almost done. And then he went, and then he starts the war. And I went, yay. And yeah. then he went, but it's not that war. See, that's, went, when oh, like, no. that's when you were like, we're good on time. Like, I didn't oh. know there was a fake war. Also, he's like on year 500. We're going up to like, what, 3,000? Okay, this war is actually at like 1,500. Oh, okay. Okay, cool. Okay, we're getting there. Speed run, 200 cc. After this war, Sauron goes to lick his wounds again, like at the beginning of the Second Age. That was a mistake. He then goes under disguise as a human this time, which the Amazon series kind of is, um, and goes to Numenor. He becomes very influential in Numenor um, during this time period, like 200, I think like 500 years. And he's manipulating Numenor at this point. We've already talked about Valar, right? Like the heaven of the elves. Uh -huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he tells, them, <laughs> he tells them that the elves have their own heaven. And the humans from Numenor are like, I want my own heaven on earth. I don't know if there's a heaven after earth. So, so they, they make it, and then what happens? So they go fight Valar. Oh. But guess what? what? Gasp. Elves are badass, and they get effed. And Whoa. a wave comes over Numenor. And destroys Numenor. How'd they do the wave? Because Valar are the elves and the gods, and they don't want men there. What? And they're more powerful. Okay, so it is what it is. Yeah, it don't is what it is. Don't I, throw fit. Not too much detail there. Gan... Is it Gandor? What's, what's Gondor? the... Gondor? Gondor, thank you. Dumbledore? You you know that one, Mr. Bad with words. I do know that one, but not while I'm drunk. So what are they doing at Gondor? Sober, I do know. At this point, that has been formed. That is the city that um, the people that survived the Numenor sinking. I mm -hmm. lived. They they go to and create and build Gondor. Okay. So that makes sense why the Numenorian line would be king. Yes. So they build this beautiful city. Sauron's rebuilding his army. And there's stuff going on. Gondor is being built. And Sauron comes into the war. So this is the end of the Second Age. I'm jumping. Whoa. You're, you're welcome. So this is the one that we see at the beginning of the Lord of the Rings where, uh, what's his name? Oh, it's Sildor. Sildor, uh, which is one of the men of the bloodline from Numenor. With the Sword of Gondor. Yes, sir. So at this point, he cuts off the ring. Boom. This is the beginning of the Lord of the Rings trilogy. Now, I, I haven't gone, that, that was the Second Age. I haven't really gone into much of the Third Age. But just to give you a reference, Bilbo doesn't come in until 2,000 years into the Second Age. Or third oh, age. we're still going? Third age. So the second age is ended. I think he's wrapping it up. Woo! And then the third age has 2,000-something more years until Bilbo. 
I don't know. I'm not going to fill those in for you. We don't have enough time. Well, it's a lot of nothing. No, but it's like smog coming in and we could say taking the mountains. Well, the little adventures. Yeah. Right. That's what I'm saying. No world changing events. Yeah. And and that's really how Tolkien Boring. built up the the ages. The ages are defined by these defining events. So the third age ends with Frodo like dropping the ring into Mordor, right? And then we have the fourth age, which is very briefly described at the end of the the book, um, the last book, which is just everyone being happy, I guess. Blaine, you did a great job. Yo, Blaine, Blaine. All right, so that oh. is the Lore of the Rings, guys. Hopefully we can eventually get Jonathan on here while we're sober and we can talk about The Hobbit and that shit. Talk more about the books and the, the, the movies. But uh, hopefully you learned something. I learned you shouldn't be drinking things on my couch. Dude, <laughs> this was probably a bad idea, but it's a good idea if... You viewers liked it. <laughs> All right. Wow. What an amazing segment from Blaine on Lore of the Rings. All right. <laughs> no, I'm being genuine. That was It fun. was an idea. <laughs> that was a, it was a fun idea. I actually had a good time. I'm not going to lie. I did have low expectations, but I, I, I came out positive. Are you sure? I am actually, I did. I find All it right. very interesting that you spent weeks and weeks just ingesting Lord of the Rings lore and then, for whatever and then, that was. And then, okay. ten, however, and then ten, that comes and then out because I have no idea. Then, just then, for people to know, I know a lot more than what I just said. It's kind of hard to get it out when I was you're drunk. I was gonna say, and then he spent tens of minutes ingesting alcohol just to lose it all. We'll come back later. We'll give you more Lord of the Rings, and we'll give you more lore while we're maybe sober, in maybe in our maybe in our that. third age. Uh, what's after my segment? Well, after your segment, uh, since you don't have your <laughs> trivia and facts, would you like to do question chance just to be safe? I have to do my no. trivia and facts. No, I'm saying do the question. <laughs> 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 next, we are going to be doing our next segment called "What Are We Watching?" www watching do 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 not watching all right uh i'm going to do some of my stuff first there's a netflix show called the last kingdom and it was really good and they made a final movie actually about it, it the movie sucked oh no it sucked really bad i didn't finish it it was really bad. and i finish everything i would recommend the show i would not recommend the movie another thing the end of this week uh mandalorian season three yeah i watched that yeah it kind of sucked disappointing i should say not sucked it wasn't bad but it was a lot of buildup for it not was, a lot. It was bad for The Mandalorian, but it was decent for Star Wars content. Agreed. Worst season of The Mandalorian, without question. Ooh, I started a new TV show that I'm about halfway through currently. Uh, the la It's called Barry. It is Bill Hader, and he is a hitman assassin who wants to stop being a hitman assassin and wants to become an actor. It is amazing the last thing that i watched which is a double with will will and i saw original superman and original superman 2 the richard donner cut in theaters yeah dude it was such a fun time oh well no it was a fun time first one was a really fun time the first one surprised the heck out of me i had a really fun like that was fun man have you guys seen them before i've I, never seen either i've okay. seen the original superman and i've seen bits of superman 2 but i've not seen the director's cut so I've, okay. so I've seen Superman 1. I know I know I knew all of it and I've never seen Superman 2. Superman 1 
I think it's fantastic. It's not perfect, but it's such a just a timeless gem. It's from the seventies. Well, you because you know what it is. It's a proper film. It's it's got a well structured script, and everybody's got proper character motivations, and it's well acted and thought out, but still adheres to its source material. And my God, that second one was disappointing. Wow, what a drop! And, oh, and the, we were and we, the director's a cut apparently is the good one. Because that's what everyone says. You're going to have to remind me because I don't remember that much oh, about it. But notes. I remember just looking at you throughout the second so, one. Look, just I, like confused. And then by the end, I was just they, exhausted. They filmed, they filmed these back to back. And I, I I was really given the second one the benefit of the doubt. And then, I don't know. Do we want to spoil these? Dude, it's, yeah, it's from no the one 70s, cares. man. Spoil it. it that, Thanks, Blaine. That, okay. Let me. Is that the last Coke? Can I have a Coke? Oh, we got plenty of Coke, man. Can I have a Coke? <laughs> Why you put that down there? Go okay. ahead, Jack. The end of Superman 1, he does. He flies around the Earth. It's very iconic. He does a little time travel thing. And he does it at the end of Superman 2, and he undoes every, he, un, he undid everything for Superman 2. That's right. The ending and, was atrocious. And, and I, I was like, and Will was already mad. I was mad because the film, unlike the first, was not a good structured and, and story was, and there was, was a lot of weird character motivation and there were other, it was probably because they made a lot of money off the first and well, they, no, like, they filmed them back to back oh really it's, it's bizarre and you know what? what's even weirder nice and you know what's even weirder um i was looking up just on the internet after we went just reviews and stuff of superman 2 apparently this one is the fan favorite yeah the donner cut. everybody that's, is like this is said, the best yeah. one yes which is biz- i don't know how you can watch one and two and not think one is better I agree with that. Because the end of two, like you said, he does the time thing again, but rewinds the entirety of the movie. In the first one, he just undoes... See, uh, that's not the part he, that He just undoes me. Lois Lane's death. He undoes the entire events of the movie that you just watched. I did make a few notes that we want to talk about, Will. I mean, me. I, I, think, I think everybody should watch Superman 1. That was good. That I, was would, I, would, good. I would recommend Superman 1. That can be your recommendation. Nope. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> I got other stuff. That was that was I like more. Um, I put some notes. Uh, I I put Superman is good is great at doing Superman things. Yes, like when he does this little montage of where he saves people in a car. He stops a boat from that was, robbers. He man, saves a cat in a tree. You know what? I caught myself in the theater with a big old smile on my face while that montage was happening. It's the best part of the movie. And you know what? You know what came into my mind while I was sitting there? That that song Saturday Night at the Movies. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Saturday night at the movies don't ca- don't matter what picture you see because you're at the movies having fun yeah and that's what I felt like I was just like this is just the pure joy of movies you know what I thought of when I go to the movies what'd you think of hey you guys uh, yeah I'll go through a few of these other bullet points that for Superman since we've been spending so much time on Superman, um, Superman. I, wrote, I, wrote, I wrote the word night you remember night will so there's like three different times that we kept looking at each other where every time Superman flies away, he goes, night. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and it's like, it's so wholesome. I love it. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of children getting slapped by their parents. Oh, my gosh. It was great. Love yeah. it. Bring back bullying. Um, I put Lois Lane is amazing and horny. Okay. Very, very horny for Superman. Yeah. <laughs> really? Wow. <laughs> It's and it's played by the great Margot Kidder from Black with Christmas. such enthusiasm from Black Christmas, a favorite of of the podcast. The cast in these movies is also fantastic. Wait, stacked, man. Can, but can Margot you... Kidder is so good at playing every aspect of Lois Lane. Whoa, you're not hailing a text, of, of just 
being no, I'm her own a question. But she's being her own person and like confident. And the way she deals with Clark Kent is so convincingly different than the way she deals with Superman. Yes. I believe that she believes that these are different people, even though the only difference is a pair of glasses. And the way he carries himself. Also, Christopher Reeves does a great job. It's just so good. Do it's they, really good. Do they describe the difference between the glasses? and Like, is there more to it than just glasses? He carries himself and speaks Clark, completely differently. Clark Kent has a okay. little bit of a slouch. He, 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 he makes himself smaller, and he kind of speaks slowly and stutters and runs into things. Like, there's a moment where he bumps into a door. Superman would just barrel right through that, you know? Also, question... Why is she horny with him? Imagine you're a female reporter. I'm um, okay. And you're interviewing Joe Burrow, the football player. Now, would you be flirty with that football player who's like the most famous person in the country? Yeah. Okay. I think, did that answer your question? Damn. Basically, he's an alien and Lois Lane asks him if his dick works. That was weird. Which is hilarious. Because she like, she's like scooting around and then she just goes, do you eat food? Are you beautiful? And then and then she even asked him the classic SpongeBob question. What color is my underwear? Oh my god, she does. Yeah, she's like, You have x-ray vision, right? What's my what color is my underwear? That's hey, what? Look at me. Do we know? Look at my pants. What's your color? He did. Was it like purple or something? And I'm not saying it. I don't know why. I just you got watch the movie and figure it out yourself and report back next week. Uh not next week, but I'll watch it eventually. Look. I was into it. <laughs> I loved it. I, loved I thought it. it made their dynamic way more fun. Superman 1 is absolutely iconic. Lex Luthor was great. His sidekick kind of sucked. He Lex Luthor is the part that I was not super into because he and the oh, funny he part, feels ripped out of a comic book. Like goofy, like the 60s Batman style. And he's got the worst sidekick. And the funny part is that Lex Luthor gets better in the second movie because they rip out his sidekick in the second movie. Yeah, his side character, they break one of his henchmen out of jail and just leave that guy. There was that guy at the bar. Oh, Superman giving up his powers is so stupid, too. He gives them up and then goes, I think I want these back now. I think I messed up. Even though he's like, you cannot re undo this decision. And everybody's like, don't do this. He's like, but I'm giving him up for Lois Lane. And Lois Lane is like, don't do this. It's because his dad, it's because his actual space dad tells him, Jarrell. And he's like, he's like, you shouldn't do this, uh, Kal-El. He's like, okay. But I, this girl's kind of cute. And but she didn't ask him to do it. He just does it. He gives up his Superman powers and is told he can't get them back. And then gets beat up at a bar. And goes, I want my Superman powers back. And then just gets them back. I think if you watch. It's like a 15 minute sequence. I'm like, what the what? It might be like 30 minutes, but I'm like, this is a waste of time. And so, then it's okay, Blaine, because at the end, he undoes the entire movie. So, so don't watch it. Okay, so that's what I'm hearing. I, I, Just watch the first one. See, but yes. If you have time, I think you should watch the second movie. It's cause, interesting. Because what an experience. It is so interesting. Because the first one, I think you should just watch. It's like every wrong decision was made. It, but it's so interesting. Right? Well, if we had an audience, we would probably get a lot of hate for this. But I, I just, I don't understand how you no, can see that. No, 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 no. Movie. I was going to say, in the theater. <laughs> when, <laughs> We're losing him. We should probably hurry up. In in the theater, uh, when the second one ended, people were like, what was that? Everybody in our theater was like, uh. What the heck? Um, yeah, but you would think that they would see it before. All right, they, that's everything I've what why They really watched. didn't see it? Before they saw it? When we didn't. Maybe they had, but it hadn't sure. been a while, because everybody coming out of that theater was like, everybody was hype after Superman 1 and Superman 2. It was like, whatever. Well, what did you watch? First thing I'll do is uh, I watched a bad movie called Alien Private Eye, and all I'll say is 
Uh, just look at this poster. It's bad, but it's good bad. Last thing was a movie called The Fisher King, directed by Terry Gilliam. And it's one of those movies that hit my mindset perfectly. It's two characters that are both at their lowest point in their lives, but they're dealing with it in completely different ways. One's a pessimist and one is a, I don't know, a positive guy. What's the optimist? <laughs> but it's uh, Jeff Bridges and Robin Williams. It's super interesting because Jeff Bridges' character is struggling with being a normal person as opposed to something great. Like a Transformer. Or a god. Because he's Optimus Prime. That's, that's actually kind oh, of close. That makes more Which sense. is interesting to me since I, I tend to put historical figures on like a pedestal. Like they are not gods, but greater, like, than, greater like, than me. Like Hitler? No. George Washington. <laughs> the Beatles. I gotcha. Moses. Rosa know. Parks. That's that's more of a religious figure. But. Um, yeah, but everyone knows Moses, right? Let you know, my people all, all, these, go. all these great historical beings that did really great things, you know, and just just being like, I could never be that. I'm just not that, you know, and, and just trying so hard to to be the best at something, but just continuously failing. Mm-hmm. No, I, I laugh for a different reason. Why did you laugh? I was. I imagined Blaine trying to explain Lord of the Rings earlier. <laughs> I think I did pretty good. You did. You did a good job. For being a little drunk. You're not. You're not. You know what you're not good at. I'm keeping your shirt dry. Gone, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so gone right now. Keep going, Will. Anyway, uh, yeah, it's kind of offbeat, kind of a dark comedy because uh, there's uh, there's there's some real dark themes in there but i like it and that would be my recommendation the fisher king we have superman and the fisher king all right blaine try to talk you know you know what i watched this week i know you've been you you just googled it on your phone yeah (laughs) because i couldn't remember what it was (laughs) the perks of being a wallflower wallflower can you say it for me the perks of being a waffle house what'd you say wallflower (laughs) that's what i saw this week so for the first time, it was actually pretty good. I watched How to Train Dragon. First one? Yeah. Nice. I love that. It's that's a movie. Great that's probably movie. my top three movies. Great soundtrack. How to Train Dragon. Oh, it's the soundtrack is fantastic. WWW. Now, now, what do you recommend out of those three things? Out of those three things, always go back and watch Lord or uh, not Lord of the Rings. How to Train Your Dragon. Always watch that. It's so freaking fantastic. How to Train Your Dragon or Kung Fu Panda? How to Train Your Dragon. All the we're same, a, same we're, compo- a kung, we're a Kung Fu Panda household. He's but. a Kung Fu Panda household. I like, well, I'm same, How to Train Your Dragon. Same composer. Ooh. Uh, are you job, had, are but you, one of them's got Jack What Black. one do you choose, though? I'm choosing both. No. Dude, both of the one. both of the leads in the movies have the initials JB. Jay Baruchel and Jack Black. Conspiracy. Well... I'm I I'm 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 gonna give you an answer if I should pick How to Train Your Dragon or Kung Fu Panda. Give me an answer. I think my personal preference is How to Train Your Dragon. Yes. But I think the better movie is Kung Fu Panda. Oh, really? Yes. Kung Fu really? Panda. Kung Fu that Pan- surprises me. Kung Fu Panda is absolutely electric. It really is. Actually, now that you say that, it's more of a balanced movie all the way through. That's that's why I said it. Yeah, but I think I just like the concepts of how to train your dragon, which more. is why I personally I like, like the con. It more. That's but I just feel like it doesn't fully. I, I think it's a great movie, but it doesn't fully fulfill those concepts as well as Kung Fu Panda. I agree. I Kung agree Fu Panda you. is everything I want Kung Fu Panda to be. I There's, agree. I 
I want a little more out of Howard. Would you agree that um, Jack Black, this is probably one of his best roles? Yes. I I think he just, God. He I just, think it's his definitive voice acting It's one role. of the things that I like. I don't think of Jack Black when I think of Kung Fu Panda. I think of... Um, Kung Fu Panda. No, yeah. what's the, yeah, the, what's the panda's name? Poe. I think yeah. of Poe. Right. I don't think of Jack Black. I think of Poe. What do you think about when you that think of Bowser in the Mario is. movie? I think of Jack Black. I Boom. Not, I, yeah. think, I think of Peaches. Yeah, that too. All right. The news, because they're ooze, mostly because they're gross. How do you think the news is being delivered this week, everybody? By Jack? No, it's by Gollum. Oh. Gollum. Gollum. You got to do like Spiegel. Girl. That can you give me a can you give me a filthy hobbitses? Hobbitses. <laughs> well, that was actually Just pretty kidding. good. That was the best one you did. <laughs> Why thank you? Yeah. Should I try it again? You want to you want you want to give my precious a shot? Ooh, that's <gasps> Hobbitses. They took they took the preciouses. Is that good? That was in the middle. That was like both. Well, it was both. like like it was nothing there? in the movie. It was it was from it the was, book. It, it was, was in the middle. It was. Not the top, not the low. It was from the book. That's what middle means. Yeah. All right, I kept the news short this week. There's only... Wait, that was it? No. Oh, <laughs> we didn't do any news. That was the golem noise. All right, I, I, did, I, did, I did five things in news. First thing in news, James Gunn Superman movie is in pre-production. DCU's rebooting. Get excited. Uh, Jonathan Majors, the actor, he's the villain in Creed 3. He plays Kang the Conqueror in Marvel. Uh, has officially been dropped by his manager and PR agency, and yeah, he's probably getting fired from everything. Damn. Maybe don't punch women, Blaine. That's probably a good, good idea. Don't do that. All right, next bit of news. Uh, who likes Twilight? Nope. All right, streaming service, Twilight. Nope. Twilight of what? Streaming series. Yeah, What's but- gonna happen? Is it by any- No one knows yet. Anything we know? I don't know. Do you know anything that will be on it? Uh, vampires, probably. Maybe a I like vampires. Has anyone seen the movie Extraction? I like that movie. It's a movie with Chris Hemsworth where he does he's a military man and he does an extraction. And they're making Extraction 2, which is going to come out on Netflix sometime this year, I think this summer. And the reason I want to bring it up in the news is because they have a 14-minute one-shot sequence in it. Interesting. Yeah, it's can very... You, can you explain what that means? That means there's okay, no okay, cuts. You see, like, a camera. And, you know, like, a camera cuts. Yeah. Okay, imagine it not doing that for 14 minutes. Mm. I understand what you mean. That's a hell of a lot of planning. What is what is the typical cut? Uh, a few seconds. Really? Okay. A long so that shot means a lot is, more now. I mean... It's always sunny in Philadelphia does a long one. It's got a 10-minute long it's, take. It's a Charlie Work episode. 14 minutes Fan- is the, the movie you're talking episode. about? It, it, so the movie, I don't know if, uh, who who produces or directs is I it, I don't know if it's the Rooster Brothers, but it, it, it's somebody who does like stunt work too. And uh, the first movie is it's the action is awesome, and the trailer for the second one the action looks awesome. And then I found this news about the one shot thing. I'm like I am pumped for the second movie, and it's Chris Hemsworth, so he just kills it. You got a date for it? Uh, no. Also, last bit of news: new who knows about Craven the Hunter? He he's getting his own movie. It comes out later this year. Is Joe Manganiello playing him? No, it's uh, Aaron Taylor Johnson. And apparently, this is going to be an R-rated movie. And apparently, it might be good. We'll see. All right, next week. What are we doing next week? Guardians of the Galaxy in CISO? Yes. Is that what we're doing? Are we? We well, two weeks. Two weeks. We do bi-weekly. So, Guardians of the Galaxy three comes out. Uh, I, I, I there's been some reviews. It's, it's apparently it's pretty heavy. Like there's a it's pretty dark. Sweet. Um, also, uh, Sisu is like a, 
European version of John Wick, where it's a guy in World War II. I'm That'll ex- be cool. I'm actually excited for that. When does that when does that come out? It's already out. It's oh really? Like, we could go right now. Mm. You could drive us there. And when does Guardians come out? Uh, next week, May fourth, Thursday. May fourth. Okay. All right. Uh, new upload day Saturdays. When you're probably listening to this one and the one previous. Uh, you can email us at dukesnukespod at gmail.com. Uh, leave us a five-star review on Apple, Spotify, or anywhere you get your podcast. Follow us on YouTube, Duke Snooks, watch Blaine throw up. Uh, follow us on Rumble, Duke Snooks Pod, one word. Since someone took Duke Snooks, I know it was you, Canadian Climb, uh, and me of the podcast. Uh, thank you, Will, for editing the podcast and doing everything else. Uh, thank you, Blaine, for learning all Lord of the Rings and then forgetting about it once you drank your entire, entire bottle of bourbon. And thank you, random person, for listening. And this week's random person is Blaine. He needed a win. I I won. And a new shirt. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> it, it dried up a little bit. Bye. <laughs> Can we say bye? I'm pretty sure this would already be done, but <laughs> you do you do you, King. Bye.